0: and fulfillment let's get started with soul talk welcome back everyone to
1: another very special episode of the soul talk podcast I'm thrilled to be back again and uh, it's always amazing hearing from so many of you and receiving emails and messages directly and also to my social media about how the soul talk podcast is inspiring and impacting your life that's why I put my heart and soul into the Soul Talk podcast every week, sharing wisdom, ideas, inspiration, and bringing you some of the most inspiring and cutting edge guests from all walks of life. Today is no different. In today's Soul Talk podcast, I'm bringing you a dear friend of mine. Uh, He is, let's say, changing the way business is being played. Uh, He's a visionary, he's an entrepreneur, he's an author, he's an adventurer, uh, and an all around amazing human being. If you have a dream or a vision, uh, you'll likely have to take that dream or vision and make it manifest as a business or as an entrepreneur. And uh, so today's episode, I think, will provide some key insights, wisdom, understanding from this man's life that will assist you in turning your dreams into reality. As I've said, he's redefining how business is being played in the 21st century at the intersection of you know, helping people achieve more profits, more fun, and also more impact. He's the founder of Maverick 1000, which is a private invitation-only global network of top entrepreneurs uh, and industry leaders from around the world. This group assembles uh, throughout the year uh, at breakthrough retreats, uh, rejuvenating experiences and seminars and events. I actually attended one of his events many years ago. That's how I got to meet him. Uh, many amazing folks come to to his events, people like Richard Branson, Tony Hawk, Chris Blackwell, Tony Shea, Russell Simmons, and many others. So today, folks, get ready to have a truly inspiring and enlightening conversation. He's also the author of a great book, which if you haven't checked out, called Evolved Enterprise. That's Evolved Enterprise. So, folks, welcome to the Soul Talk podcast, my guest and friend, Yannick Silva. Enjoy this episode of Soul Talk, and definitely let me know your key takeaways. Welcome, Yannick. Welcome to uh, the Soul Talk podcast. It's, uh, it's really great to hang with you. Great to have you on today. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. been looking forward to uh, just wrapping with you for a little bit and uh, the Soul Talk podcast. We've had some, some great guests on and, and uh, I know you have a pretty interesting background and a lot of cool experience as an entrepreneur. Uh, you have this idea. I just want to just jump off and maybe set up a bit of a context for those listening. You have this idea in this this great book called Evolved Enterprise, which I really enjoyed reading. I would love for you just to set a context for those listening in that may not know you or know your work, just like what is Evolved Enterprise? What is this idea? Uh, I know it's a mission for you. And I guess, how did it, how did Evolved Enterprise evolve? Could you share a bit about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I look at right now that we are in, in, there's one of the greatest shifts going on in business, and it's not just a trend. It's it's like literally a seismic shift, and it's this idea that uh, it, that a company design really around greater purpose, around joy, around meaningful impact of what what you want to do and put out into the world actually increases your profits, creates this fierce brand loyalty, gets customers to want to buy more, gets your team aligned in a deeper way, and is just uh, more more exciting to be a part of. And it really came from, uh, it, it came from my own journey of you know, maybe about, it's actually about, about 10 years ago now, I kind of, uh, I, I looked at where I was, I was. I was doing really well in the digital marketing space, uh, you know, making a lot of money, uh, helping a lot of people um, from the outside in. Everything looked great, you know, great family, great reputation, which isn't that easy there. And, and I just asked myself, you know, am I, am I truly happy? And it's one of those really simple questions. And I said, you know, would I be happy doing what I'm doing now for 10 more years? And, and the real answer
1: was no. Mm. Mm. Got it. Got it. And, and and so how did it evolve from that question of like, am I happy? And how did it move? Like, how did you, I guess, tap into and find a deeper sense of purpose? Because I know that there's probably lots of folks, some maybe are, are living that purpose, some are maybe in that same situation where they're doing things that, you know, might be successful on the outside, uh, by society standards, uh, things are working, but they're not fulfilled. They're not living uh, a sense of meaning in their life. So how how did you go from a place that you have everything to really finding into and tapping into what your, what, what your purpose is? Well, I I think it, you know, I call this this cosmic alarm clock and this cosmic alarm clock
2: goes off Mm -hmm. and you can either hit snooze on it or you can, you can, you can listen and, 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 you know, go with something and it's usually going to be, it's, it's around following your heart and, and following your heart is often scary, but never wrong. And so for me, I, you know, my process is journaling. So I'll, I'll, you know, dissect what, what's going on in my world and, and journal. And so one of the things that I started journaling on was, okay, what would make me extremely happy or what did I think would make me happy? And originally it was, um, I came up with these three circles, these interconnected circles, a dollar sign, a heart and a happy face. And I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, I would put on these adventure travel trips for entrepreneurs. We would have some sort of charity element and we'd have business sessions, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, whatever we were doing. And I I put on the first one. I'm a big fan of just kind of putting the stake in the ground and, and making it happen. Mm -hmm. So I had set the date and I knew what I wanted to do. We were going to do a Baja dune buggy racing trip Got about twenty six entrepreneurs, some of them who had no idea who who I was, and 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 just I guess mm-hmm. followed their own gut and said, yeah, I'll, I'll show up for this." And uh, and at the end of the day, uh, you know, it was a very successful trip except for one thing: we lost about thirty five, forty thousand dollars on that trip. And you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, that, that's fine. This is a this is a a learning experiment experience. It's a, it's an investment. It's a you know, it's a whole new business model than before, which was a, in the publishing space. And, uh, and so it continued on like that. And, and until it was about $400,000 in and, and my wife was like, what the hell are you doing? You know, it, it came from wow. being so passionate and, and there's this, you know, th- there's an interesting sort of double-edged sword with following your, your passion and your heart because you can't just do it blindly. Like there has to be your, your head involved as well. So it's gotta be your head, your heart, and and your higher purpose is what what, what I'll talk about. And, and so, I realized that it, it, I had a choice at that point, right? So I was like, well, I could go back to what I was doing. I was, I was helping a lot of people, but I realized that that wasn't my ultimate mission. Like it wasn't just to help other people, I don't know, get online and sell their information or content or their, their expertise online. There's, there was a bigger mission and I could, I could turn away from it and continue doing what I was doing or I could continue following this, this path and, and see where it led to. And it made me think truly about my why my why wasn't to create an adventure travel company. It was you know now our our why our, our mission in our companies is called is is changing the way business is played and so along that that whole path um I kind of got these little puzzle pieces really uh, so the 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 framework for evolved enterprise came together by almost going going out of business essentially so i I learned from and and befriended a lot of really interesting icons and, and business luminaries who, who kind of gave me each of the puzzle pieces for this. So people like Tony Shea from Zappos or, uh, or, you know, Richard Branson or um, uh, Chip Conley from joie de Vives hotels, uh, Rich Tierlink, who's the former CEO of Harley Davidson. So each of them had a, a piece to this and, and, and many more who I continue to learn from because we had these trips and we bring them in as, as guests, or we would go, do field trips with them or go to wherever they were. And, and so slowly I kind of pulled these pieces together and realized that what I was doing, the, the essence of it, right. Was right. But the expression was, was wrong. And so it forced me to really, again, look at what I was doing. And so we changed it to Maverick 1000, this idea of a thousand game changing entrepreneurs who could then, you know, make a difference in the world, change the structure of it. And, you know, once I figured all these pieces out, we had a tremendous, Difference from losing money to then uh, to improving our our profitability eight hundred some percent so so the pieces of the evolved enterprise really
1: worked. Mm, got it. I mean, you talk about following your heart, unique. I think there's lots of folks who you know we hear that term, follow your heart, um, but I I think you know we have this vision. We're, we're given this vision. We're given this idea. I think many times. Uh, when we have this vision and idea, we don't necessarily know how we're going to do it. It might be bigger than ourselves. And I, and I see a lot of folks who, even though they have the vision, they, they kind of have the sense of what they want to do. Uh, they, we, we often face fear, fear within ourselves, and our mind goes crazy, like how, and how's it going to happen? and What if I fail? So I'm just curious, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you've probably faced that moment many times,
0: how you deal with
1: fear in those particular moments and how you move through the fear so you don't allow the fear to stop you is there like how how do you deal with it what did you do what do you do when you face it now
2: yeah i mean it's
1: it's an interesting question because in the beginning
2: when i was just kind of building up my reputation or building up you know my influence in some way it didn't really matter what happened right because there was no the stakes weren't weren't that high i was just just you know doing it climbing Climbing what what I wanted to do, and and uh, it, when I got to a point where you know where I felt like I, I was in a almost a, a success trap, where where it, the, the stakes are a little bit higher because people are then looking at okay, what is, what is he doing, and 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 if I quote unquote failed, then it would be on a on a little bit of a of a bigger stage, and and that's when I got I got really comfortable with this this notion of surrendering. And, and you know, it's it interesting because as, as a kid, I was very deeply intrigued by, I don't know, spirituality, I guess, at that point. Just more about, like, ancient civilizations and, and intrigued by, by different things like like the pyramids or Stonehenge or all sorts of things like that. And then I, I kind of, you know, stopped thinking about that or, or researching or studying any of that. And during this time period when things were kind of going sideways – it really forced me to go back to thinking about that. There's a a higher purpose and a deeper meaning behind everything I was experiencing and the the rules of the game really shifted for me. It it wasn't the same thing. Like I I was realizing that the marketplace was not rewarding me anymore for just sort of 90% effort or 85%. Like I literally had to put my full heart and soul into what I was doing. And it was, it was a huge lesson for me and, one of my uh, my favorite books during this time was this book called The Great Work of Your Life. I don't know if you've ever seen that or studied it. It's uh, it, it's it's actually takes the Bhagavad Gita and it and it extrapolates it based on different people through history that have achieved remarkable things and how they they actually found their their true dharma and their true path. And one of the key lessons from that from the the, the Gita is is that we're only entitled to our efforts and never the fruit of our efforts, essentially the fruit of our actions. And, and that was a huge one for me as, as an entrepreneur, especially that we're so tightly wrapped into, you know, a a sales number or, or an outcome. And, and for, it was okay if I, and one of my key questions that I asked her this time was, you know, what would, what would you do even if you knew it would fail? And, and I I don't really believe in failure. I think failure is, you know, what the, the frame that we put around failure is, is too, too high that, that it's, that it's, you know, all or nothing kind of thing that it works or it doesn't work. But if we look at everything as a learning experience, if we look at everything as we're getting closer to figuring out our true path, then, then it's really not failure, but, but that's, you know, that's an aside. But so if you take that question, what would I, what would I do even if I knew it would fail? It forces you to separate the, uh, the, the, what happens afterwards with with what the effort is that you put in, and so once I truly said, okay, I'm going to put my full heart and soul into what I'm doing, that's when that's when things started opening up more and more, and and truly opening up what I wanted to do, who I wanted to serve, and and it was um, you, you know, it, it wasn't like a, a light switch moment that everything really changed, but what? it was it was a, a process, but it was, but it, it it was huge. I mean, that was that was one of the biggest things that that really helped me get through
1: that time. I I love that. uh, I love hearing you as an entrepreneur say the word uh, when something struck me when you said the word surrendering, and I think that's often something that you don't hear entrepreneurs say because so often, you know, the process of uh, making things happen, manifesting, and taking control of your reality. But on some level, surrendering is you could say somewhat opposite of uh, trying to be in control or take control. But it's it's almost like what I'm hearing is is opening to. What life is seeking to reveal through you, opening to something bigger than yourself, and really allowing uh, the intelligence of life to, uh, to to emerge. And and then what I'm hearing is you're kind of aligning your actions with uh, that that something more uh, than you could even yeah, and, with and, your own
2: mind. Yeah. And and believing that that's that's the case, right? So uh, I, I look at joy as kind of our ultimate GPS. And, and joy is not just happiness. It's, you know, happiness to me is, is kind of fleeting its surface. Joy is feeling fully utilized. Like you're putting, you know, everything that you've got, everything that you were designed to do. So, and, and I work a lot with entrepreneurs who are maybe at their next stage of where they want to go. So for, for me, it's um, it's looking at, okay, everything that, that you've already won at everything that you've quote, unquote failed at your R and D, all your networks, are Talents, your resources, your connections, and then what if that becomes sort of like the the new floor for what's next? And usually, it's not going to be wow. the same thing that got you to where you are is going to get you to where you're going. But joy is that sort of attractor; like it continues pulling you forward, and and you know you're in joy when when you feel fully utilized. And then pain uh, is the the guardrails, and and if the the guardrails are tight, then that that movement to joy is 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 in, in ease. It's it's just you know, it's not, there's not a lot of pain and, and then the pain guardrails can be wider and that's when you continue getting bonked on the head, essentially by the universe, you know, bigger and bigger. Like for me, the other company was kind of the open checkbook for a while paying for what we were doing and I had a, a friend that we went out to lunch uh, about a year ago and he was telling me, he's like, you know, yours was 400,000, mine was 4 million. So, you know, those guardrails mm-hmm. are, 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 narrower or wider depending on what you need at that moment. It might not even be money. It could be health; It could be, you know, any number of things that force you to look at, you know, what, what am I doing with, with my life?
1: Right. Right. So based on everything you've been through now, and your own evolution, because it sounds like you've been through a really uh, powerful evolution as a human being and as an entrepreneur. Uh, you attained a lot of success. Uh, what is success for you now? How do you see success? How do you define success? How do you experience success within yourself and in your life?
2: Yeah, to me, it, success is really about what is the essence of what, what I'm looking for. So it, it's not a specific dollar amount in the bank it's not uh you know an, an accomplishment an award anything like that it's really it's really the, the essence of of how i want to feel and and that feeling is with freedom it's about you know doing the projects that i want working with the people that i want when i when i want to do it it's making an impact on the world uh it's um i call myself a catalyst of catalysts so so one of the things that that i've I think I do really well is I help nudge along others that have tremendous leverage or, or, or that they are people of of influence or, and and put them in a, in a unique environment and add in this element of of sort of playfulness and, and mischievousness. And, and, and then also that maybe some consciousness expanding ideas for them, or even just meeting the right person that they need to meet at that point. So to me that that success is, is doing what I was, Meant to do and and designed to do and and it's I don't, I don't know if I can quite put a a finger on on it in a specific way but again it's become like my, my my way of goal setting has changed and and it's it's back to that that essence of of what I'm doing and and so where it used to be a particular you know dollar amount or a sales goal and then it became achieving that dollar amount or sales goal or whatever I wanted you know faster or sooner I would add that to my goal setting and now it's
1: simply What's the, what's the feeling or the essence that I want? Mm, I like that. What's the feeling or the essence that you want? And so in terms of the outcome, are you saying it doesn't really matter if you attain the outcome or not? That us you have a vision to raise a certain amount of money or achieve a certain thing. Do you not have those goals anymore at this stage of your life? Is it, just, is it purely I want to feel this way?
2: I have, uh, so we have, we have a 2020 vision for our companies and in there we do have, we we have this meta structure of, of how everything we're doing is interconnected, how, how it serves the greater purpose. Uh, You know, I've set my lifetime goal of helping, helping essentially work on a hundred of the world's global issues through business and, and putting a dent in them in some way. And so, you know, that, that could be looked at as, as an actual, you know, number goal, a specific goal, but it's, it's not because it's, it's damn hard to just be like, yeah, we, you know, we, we eliminated, uh, we got rid of, you know, orphans in Haiti or whatever one of the hundred is, or, you know, bees are dying off. So, so we helped that. So there, there's really not a, a finish line in that. And, and just like in our, our greater mission. like So I look at, at that as almost like a North star and, and our, our north star for our businesses is changing the way business is played. So, how do we know when we've achieved that? We really haven't, but it's our
1: guiding principle or our north star for where we're going. Got it. Got it. And and so, let's say someone is in a place Yannick, where they, because I often hear people say, I, "I don't know what my purpose is. I I, I just I, I know what I love. I just, I don't know where to start. I have no sense of what my purpose is." Like, are there any specific? Let's say. I know you talked about one thing you did was you journaled a lot um, and tapped into that deeper sense of knowing within yourself. But are there any specific questions that, let's say, someone who is in that place where they're they're not sure, they have no idea, or at least they're telling themselves they have no idea, that they can tap into to to, to kind of connect with their purpose, find their purpose, discover their purpose? Um, Where can someone start? How can someone start?
2: I think we continue, it almost like unfolds over time. And, and yeah. and that's part of, I think this, this joy and this mystery that we live in is that we're, we're not given the full answer at, you know, at each moment. And I bet if I asked you what your purpose is, you would have an answer. Now, if I asked you maybe 10 years ago, I don't know if you have the same answer or not. Uh, I'd be curious about that. Uh, but for me, it's, it's been an unfolding, right? It's been this, perfect sort of unfolding. And if you believe that that's happening, then you're going to continue maybe whittling away and getting better and better. And, and if you think of it as you're climbing a mountain, it also gets steeper and steeper and it gets harder and harder. Uh, So you're it's while you you continue whittling this away, it's also something that, that is almost, almost testing you or testing your resolve about, okay, how, you know, what are, what are you willing to do to, to continue showing up as, as your greatest self. And, and what are you willing to let go of that, that maybe doesn't serve you anymore? So for me, you know, I can give you a few like simple day-to-day things. Uh, The questions for sure, like the questions are huge, right? So this journaling process, I mean, journaling has been proven to, to scientifically increase your happiness because so many of us as entrepreneurs, as people with a lot going on, we, we have all these thoughts and feelings and things going on through our heads, and they're just swirling and swirling around. So, putting it down on paper creates a beginning, a middle, and an end for you, and and just that alone uh, increases your happiness. Um, you know, when I was going through this this sort of re- reversal, I I was really I was, I was just unhappy. I was, I, you know, definitely at, at a level of depression. Uh, and and it was because I tied so tightly to my identity, my my self worth was tied into my my net worth as as an entrepreneur, and so mm-hmm. it's really important to separate separate out those two, and and this is going to be a process. It's not a uh, it's not a, again a light switch moment. It's not a a one thing that you do tomorrow and 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 you're done. It's it's a process. So you know the this idea of of mindfulness is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. And I always thought that I could never meditate because I had so many ideas going through my mind and, and so many things I wanted to do. But I, um, you know, I, I, I learned that that process of meditation. And then uh, actually I had the, the good fortune of, of interviewing Russell Simmons, uh, who, you know, mm-hmm. the hip hop mogul. And, and he's a huge uh, yeah. meditator, and yogi. And and so his book had just come out um success through stillness. And I thought, okay, this guy can do it. I can give it a try. And so a week before my interview with him, I I tried the process. He talked about of meditating and, and it really just, just stuck. So I learned, you know, meditation through him and and a few other teachers where it, it, that was, that was huge. I mean, that's been about four years now. And and it's been one of the greatest gifts that I've been able to give myself. Uh, Not, not just for, relaxation and de stressing, which it does, but I, I look at it as as a way of tapping into into the divine in some way or or getting when you when you, when you do have that stillness, like you you get the whispers of, of what you were meant to do or, or where where your path opens up to. And and so that's been a profound part of my life. Um, going back to just like simple things we all know about gratitude, but how do you how do you actually practice it, right? Is it something that you write in your journal? each day, or is it, uh, a handwritten thank you note that maybe you send out once a week to somebody, you know, what, what is that process? And, and if you go back to, to just what, what truly gives you meaning. And, and so I had actually, uh, I, I literally put on my whiteboard, I had, I had all these check boxes for, uh, for nine things that I would, I would try and hit each day. So I, I went back to almost like rebuilding myself, uh, from the ground up of, of what makes me, what makes me feel utilized, what makes me feel happy, what makes me feel complete. And and so if I got uh, mindfulness in, if I got movement in, so some sort of exercise, if there was some sort of meaning that I had in my life, if there was mentoring, uh, literally like helping somebody or at the same time, asking for help, you know, there are two sides of the same coin and uh, even, even looking for, I made them all all M words uh, and sort of was looking for magic in, in my world and looking for like synchronicities and things like that. And so, you know, I can just check the box and, and continue down that process. And, and also not being so attached to, okay, I need to figure this out by, by X date or, or, and and just allowing it to, to open up. And you had asked about some questions. Coot, so one of my favorites is what would your 111 year old self tell you? And, mm-hmm. and so looking from this vantage point of this elevated further out in the future, uh, vantage point, like what would my 111 year old self tell me? And and the answer that I got for that was actually light a thousand suns who would light another thousand suns, and that was the um, wow, you know, the the, the benchmark for for Maverick 1000 and that that group that I was running. And and where it also came from was this process that I learned from a friend a guy named Bill Donius who uh, wrote a book called Thought Revolutions and. So I'm I'm right-handed and and he says, okay, use your non-dominant hand to write or answer questions like that. And so that the answer with my non-dominant hand, which, you know, my left hand was, was that light a thousand suns, who can light another thousand suns. And, and then, you know, I I use that in my journal and it just has these profound answers that it taps into a different part of our brain and and it has a more um, cohesive kind of,
1: kind of response. I love it. I love it. Light a thousand suns that can light another thousand suns that's that's uh it's pretty beautiful man uh to hear yeah yeah it's Um, a great great picture i get the sense of how that that can really that visual can really guide you and i I really like what you're saying because i think in terms of purpose sometimes there's this idea you know especially in self-help that you have to have it figured out you have to know where you're going up front write it down have it totally just perfected and and I've always said, you don't have to really know. There's a deeper knowing inside of us. Trust that knowing and, and at least begin, take a step, go in the direction that you love. And I, I've always found that when you really go in the direction of your soul's nudging, impulse, calling and love, you take a step and life often just reveals to you the next step when you take that step. And to me, purpose is, is often not something you, you, you necessarily have to find up front and be totally clear about, but it's. It's often something that you discover and and is revealed and you live into. And so uh, I really like what you're saying about about purpose it, and how it continues to evolve as we evolve. It is for sure.
2: It does and, and, and what you said about it steps it steps towards you and, and having that you know, just as a baseline of what you believe like, that's so powerful that if we make one step forward that, that life of the universe or, you know, whatever we want to say is going to move towards us because it wants to see this unfolding of, of who we are as our unique expression in the world. Because that, yes, I mean, this, this, this gets maybe a little deeper, but I believe that as we continue unfolding in our u- most unique expression, it actually is this way of the universe consciously evolving and, and That's it's It's so. the, the, it's a constant information exchange that's going on. And, and that's part of the, you know, to me, the bigger purpose of, of why we're here. And, and it, there's also no point. I see, I see two things that, that people kind of get wrapped up in with their purpose. One is that they believe it, it has to be something gigantic and big. And, wow. uh, and that doesn't have to be the case. Like you don't, you don't have to be the next Gandhi. Um <laughs> You know, Gandhi is Gandhi, right? And and so there's, I I do this exercise with with entrepreneurs when we have them go go back and think about their heroes. Um, you know, so your personal heroes, maybe your business heroes, anyone else you look up to. And so for me, my my you know biggest business hero was was is and was Richard Branson. And and there's you know see look at all the aspects of that that person. So there's the adventurous side. You know, him saying yes, having so many multiple businesses um, the way he wants to make a big impact in the world, the way he brings together leaders uh, in, in these smaller groups to, to make a big difference. And, and so at our highest level, that, that's our golden shadow essentially. And that's, you, there's, there's a, a really big hint there for, for what you want to do in the world of of who you are looking up to, because there's a reason you're attracted to them. It's, it's not and. and at a very, very deep level, there there's a lot of shared DNA. And but at the same time, you know, the mistake is trying to be the next Branson. So I can't be Branson. Right. There's not that's not my that's not my calling. That's not my purpose. But of course there's a lot of shared traits uh in in some ways. And you know it's been amazing actually to to be able to to spend so much time with him and and, and see him in, in a couple of different contexts. Uh, but so getting wrapped up in, okay, I need to be the ne- that next Gandhi or whatever it is in that big place. And then the other spot is, you know, exactly what you said, like having, having, ha- have it all figured out. And and you don't, mm-hmm. and, and I love just continuing to see everything continue to unfold. And if you look back, you know, there's a, the famous Steve Jobs quote that you can't connect the dots looking forward, but only connect them looking backwards everything that you, that somehow was alluring to you enthralling, that, that brought you uh, joy that you're enthusiastic about, there's a reason for it. And it becomes part of this unique tapestry and mosaic of, of who you are and what you were meant to do. And, and you can't really see it until you look backwards. And, and that's a fun exercise is to look at, okay, what, what brought me to where I am right now and what, what skills did I learn and how did that come about? What, you know i think our our lives change through the people that we meet the books or resources that we study and and the experiences that we have and you're like you know that person came into my life in this unique way and and then that led to this and and this showed up so why would that stop uh it it doesn't and the more also the, the more you're aware of it you can you can see it unfolding in this magical way and and continue to to look for it and continue to to follow your let's just say your heart because that's probably the easiest way people can can recognize it. And and you get better and better at following that, that smaller voice, that little whisper, uh, that, that is calling to you.
1: Love it. Love it. You know, I often, I often say, Yannick, uh, that our dreams, you know, sometimes we think we choose our dreams, but, uh, I think we're in alignment in a, in a lot of ways, more than I actually even, even had a sense of hearing you speak. And, and, you know, I often say that our dreams choose us, even though we think we consciously choosing our dreams and, and and I often say that, you know, we, we no matter what we've been through, we are the perfect people to fulfil the vision or the dream that we've been given based on our, our pains, our challenges, our traumas, our successes, our heartbreak. It, it's I often see it like the universe, uh the infinite, whatever you want to call it, is is uh has been preparing us, you know, preparing us, crafting us, moulding us. Uh, to be able to fulfill the, the, the vision and the and the purpose that we're here to. So it's, it's really great to hear you speak from this perspective uh, as well. Uh, I'm curious, Yannick, uh, last few questions I have for you is, um, actually I'm going to combine two questions into one because they're somewhat interconnected. Uh, in terms of leadership, um, you've built companies, you've built teams, um, communities. Um, I've been to several of your advanced, and uh, just saw you know, there's just an ability that you have to bring people together and to create a certain cohesiveness. And you know, this this following. I came to my first event of yours was coming years ago to Underground, and there was just this sort of I don't know this following, this this this, this feeling of camaraderie that was somehow created uh, at that event. And so I'm curious, what do you see from your experience makes uh, or or some of the traits of a great leader and and how have you or what are some of the secrets that you've you've mm-hmm. discovered for yourself in creating let's say some let's say underground or maverick or you know some of your your companies in terms of creating a uh, a cohesive community uh, so leadership and community would love to to hear your thoughts on those two
2: yeah yeah so so to me leadership is the more we can be uh, in integrity with ourselves, the, the better we are as a leader. And and so it, it, it part of the evolved enterprise framework starts with it starts with you. And sure. and so it's it's us doing 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 the work uh, on ourselves first, mm-hmm. and and then everything radiates radiates out from there. And so the more in integrity I am with with who I am, with what I want to put out into the world, with um with with my own talents, and then even my own you know my own flaws or my own just sort of follies or 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 you know getting getting clear on uh, on my shadow aspects of myself like that and, and not being not not being scared to put those out a lot of people think okay as a leader i need to be perfect or i need to be you know this uh th- this totally evolved uh you know person that never gets anything wrong or or you know has this this spin to everything that that we do and and this idea of uh transparency right now i think is is bigger than ever right so with social media uh if you 're not personally living in integrity if your company's not in integrity you're going to get found out sooner than later, and so why not yeah. simply diffuse that by 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 sharing what you know what it is that that you're doing like part of part of our path is, or at least part of my path is, is sharing what, what I do. And it's not always the, uh, you know, it, it's not always all, all roses and, and, and sunshine and rainbows kind of thing. It's, you know, there's, there's other parts of it. And and the people that we follow are the ones who, who are willing to, to show parts of themselves that they're, they're vulnerable. Vulnerability is not a sign of weakness. It's, it's a way of, of bringing people together uh, you know, the other thing that I've I've done for sure to bring people together is is a bigger mission. So having mm-hmm. having a, a bigger vision and a bigger mission for what we're doing and how we're able to bring our talents to bear. Uh, you know, some of the other more tactical things is we I believe in unique experiences really really create cohesiveness. And and so the more unique, the more interesting uh, the experiences are, the more there's cohesiveness. And and actually we have a whole chapter. On, on building communities inside of all that enterprise because there is, there, there's is a process to it for sure. Uh, but, but it, it also comes from the person that holds the space and, and what's, mm. you know, what is your intention? And going back to, to essence again is, you know, what's your intention, what's your essence of, of why you're, you're building this, this team or this, this group and, and bringing them together. Nice.
1: Nice. Beautiful. As you, I mean, as you look at the world, um, you know, we're going through a lot of changes. Technology is disrupting so many things. It's definitely not uh, business as usual. Um, we, we are being forced, I think, to, to evolve uh, pretty rapidly in, in, in every aspect of life. Um, based on what you see, based on what you've experienced, what, uh, I guess, where do you see the world going? What, what most excites you about what you see happening in the world today? And where we're going yeah this evolution is i i see it as a, a massively
2: accelerated pace of ex, of evolution and it's uh that, that that's exciting and it's also scary because you have to be willing to to really be comfortable with change and and you know the only constant is going to be change and change at a much faster rate uh it's it's also being open to these byproducts that show up so you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk politics or, or anything like that. But when Trump got elected, it was obviously a, a major, uh, you know, a major, mm-hmm. I don't know, force that 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 descended on, on North America, on the world. Uh, and, and it was just a lot of people were just they couldn't believe that it happened. And to me, I looked at that and I'm like, okay, this is really fascinating because it's going to become a, a catalyzing force. And it did already. And it has and it continues yep. to for people that were never involved maybe politically or, or involved to stand up with their opinions i mean you look at the the women's march that happened right after right after his presidency like that was that was huge um you look at you know other things that that have been like these byproducts i i think of them as these beautiful byproducts that happen at, or catalyzing events and we just recently had two huge hurricanes that ripped through the uh, caribbean and you know obviously with um Necker Island, which is Richard Branson's island, um, I have a very strong place in my heart for that that place and the people of the BBI's, and and that they got completely devastated, torn apart. And what's exciting to me about that? I mean, there's nothing exciting, obviously, about about devastation like that. But now that there's been very little loss of life, and and now it's it's a time of thinking about rebuilding. Uh, they're looking at. Completely rebuilding with with solar there instead of uh, mm. the, the typical standard electric grid, and that's really exciting to me because uh, if if you look at Chicago, I forgot the the year of the fire, like 1871 or something like that. So a um, you know a devastating fire that, that completely uh, burnt down the, the entire city for the most part. Well, they rebuilt. Thomas Edison and his company, they were looking for a place to uh, an entire city that could be put on the electric grid. And, and, you know, since Chicago is burnt down, they they actually, they're the first city that, that, uh, that went all, you know, all, all street lights and so forth. Uh, so out of, out of some tragedy, there's always a triumph that, that occurs. And, and that, yeah. so that's exciting. So looking at, you know, the, the, I don't know, these, these, these things that are going on that, Yeah, there's there's companies. So Fortune 500 companies are staying on that list much um, for a lot smaller number of years. Uh, So they are being forced. They're disrupted by by upstarts that are that are becoming billion dollar companies much faster than than we've ever seen before. And, And for the most part, these new companies like so, for instance, like Warby Parker, got a billion dollar valuation and they have an impact element to what they do with, with the pair of glasses and, mm-hmm. and helping provide eyesight to people in, in developing countries. So, you know, there's, there's a, a, a interesting amount of disruption that's going on with, with old guard and, and new guard companies that are, that are looking at a, a greater impact and how they serve the community in a greater
1: capacity. So all that to me is exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exciting times, challenging times intense times, I mean you probably heard the phrase but in Chinese uh, the word crisis also means opportunity and uh, so it feels like even in these times there there is definitely we are being called forth and uh, to step up and give our gifts and live more authentically more than ever, for sure exciting times um, Unique, I'm curious. I, I really, as people listen to this conversation, I mean, I've, I've been taking pages of notes listening and uh, I'm excited to implement some of the things you're saying in my life. I'm, I'm curious. I don't want this conversation just to be something people listen to uh, as a part of the Soul Talk podcast. Uh, so I would like you to, if there's a challenge or if there is an action step or like a specific, tangible, practical, immediately applicable homework assignment that you could give to, to everyone listening in today, uh, if there were, let's say, one, it could be more than one thing, but if there were at least one thing that someone could do, an action step someone could take to uh, to, to really put into practice what you've been saying, uh, i like you to throw down a challenge or an assignment. Those listening in. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Uh, so one of the things that that I did, which felt completely awkward and and weird, was uh, one of my buddies is a guy named Kamal Ravaconz, who wrote a book called "Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It." And he was a former venture back CEO, went through a massive depression because his company was failing, and the way he got out of that was actually loving himself and. And it sounds trite and it sounds silly and, and, you know, he has different exercises and things there like looking at the mirror and literally just repeating and looking earnestly in your eyes and saying, you know, I, I love you. I love you. And and it, it, and it, that's incredibly, like it's so weird to do that for the first time, but I took it a step further. And I said, okay, I'm going to write a love letter to myself. And, and so the challenge that I would pose to the listeners is to actually write a love letter to yourself from Maybe an elevated pay, place of you know looking out into the future. Uh, you know, it, just, it could be from your hundred-year-old self. Uh, it, it could be from you know yourself a year from now or two years from now. But a love letter to yourself about what you actually do love about yourself, like identifying each of the characteristics that is going to help you live your purpose and, and live your, your true meaning and, and work here on, on the planet and what you're designed to do. Um, a a sincere like from from your heart to, to, to your deepest heart of, of who you are, and then actually mail it to yourself, um, mm. you know, send it out to yourself. And, and, you know, when I did this kid, it was, it was actually kind of interesting. <laughs> so I sent it from, uh, I live in Maryland. I sent it from Florida. I was visiting my, my cousin down there. And, and then it didn't show up for like Florida to Maryland <laughs> mail. is usually two days, three days, maybe at the most. And, and it didn't show up for like a week. A week and a half. I'm like, huh, what, what does this mean? And, uh, <laughs> and then finally, like two weeks later, it, it showed up, and it was, uh, you, you know, it, 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 it was one of the most meaningful notes to to receive from yourself. And again, it, it sounds silly. It sounds kind of kind of dumb, but it's it, it's powerful. And and just yeah. um, continuing to. To give yourself permission to shine. And and that's that's the other thing is with with our purpose that when we when we do start honing in on it is to not get scared off by maybe playing smaller than 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 we can and and having other people around us who are willing to support what we want to do in the world. Uh, and, and, you know, not like if we don't put our full selves out there, then it doesn't, it gives permission for others not to do the same thing. But if we do, then it same thing. It gives permission for others to, to fully shine as, as themselves. And that's, that's where it gets really exciting. And and this cosmic mosaic starts,
1: starts unfolding. Powerful, powerful stuff. Folks, you've heard it. Yannick has thrown down the challenge Write a love letter to yourself, sharing your vision, sharing your appreciation and love, acknowledgement of yourself. I'd like you to do that. Let me know. Send me an email. Let me know that you've written that love letter. Let me know how your experience of uh, today's Soul Talk session was. I would love to hear from each of you. It's been a really powerful, uh, insightful interview. Uh, thanks, Unique, for coming on. It's been great uh, hanging with you. I just want to thank you for your vision your courage to, uh, to to really follow your soul, your calling. I think it takes a lot of courage to let go of what you of what we know and to let go of what's working, to truly surrender and open to the bigger unfoldment for our lives. And so I think Yannick, you just, just your sharing, your authenticity has definitely inspired me. I've learned I've learned a lot from the conversation. I learned a lot about you that I really didn't know as well and and so I think you will in your lifetime uh, inspire many entrepreneurs to uh, live more authentically and live uh, much more in alignment with with a bigger vision. So just just keep doing great work, Unique. Thanks for coming on. Unique, is there a uh, what's the best way people can can find out more about your work, about your book, about some of the great things you're up to? What's the what's the best uh, contacting from website?
2: Uh, yeah, I, you know the book is available on Amazon, which is Evolved Enterprise. Uh, I'm <laughs> you know, I actually put my full heart and soul into this one where it, you got my doodles in there. You got, you got, you know, this is, mm. I, I remember my wife asking me, she's like, so how many copies of this do you want to sell? I feel like it was successful. And I'm like, honestly zero. And, and, uh, you yeah, know, that's mm. when I knew that, you know, this is, this is some of my, my greatest work out there. And, and so I look at these as, as seeds that are planted into the world to help solve some of those hundred biggest issues uh, and, and continue blooming into ideas that can really change the world. So evolved enterprise, com or or just on, on the website or you know off Amazon and then I blog at at yaniksilve com y a n i k s i l v e r. com so occasionally put up some blogs there
1: beautiful we'll put all the info so you can in the show notes folks evolvedenterprise. com I highly recommend you grab a a copy of the book evolved enterprise I read it myself I loved it Uh, A while back, it was really, really deeply inspiring. Check out Yannick's work. Yannick, great hanging with you. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for coming on Yeah, Soul Talk. Been, been, Been a lot of fun today. Folks, another session of the Soul Talk podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Send me an email. Let me know how you enjoyed it and how you're implementing today's conversation in your lives. I will see you in our next session of Soul Talk.